Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest Welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you back to this episode, which is a belated birthday episode, sort of, for myself, who just celebrated the birthday on Sunday. So tonight we're going to be discussing my pick of the week, which is 1981's Bloody Birthday, directed by Ed Hunt, brother of Mike. So we're going to be talking about that later on in the show. But as first, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Goldview Keith. I love Mike Hunt. He's my favorite guy. Such a good dude. Good, good dude. What is up, everybody? Solid How are you dude. doing tonight? Doing fantastic, <laughs> as always. Fishy. And we're also joined by sometimes. the psychotic Sydney. Sometimes he smells a little fishy, but, you know, for the most part, he's a good dude. Oh, there you go. Well, we are joined by the psychotic Simeon, the mad monkey, the Prince mm-hmm. of Morris Day. Yes. Get funky. Come on, monkey. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, fans. This is the Mad Monkey broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic. We're here, we, yes, we, the Talking Terror crew, bring you the best goddamn horror podcast in all the land. So listen here, listen often, listen with your mama. It don't matter. Just make sure you fucking listen because this is the shit right here. What's up, motherfuckers? What up, what up? Glad to have you boys yeah. back for a belated bloody birthday. Yeah, because before (laughs) Yeah, but before anything else, man First thing we're going to fucking do Is sit there and wish the king of horror A happy birthday Because I think his balls finally dropped I think he finally turned 16 You know, because he's the youngest one on the show (laughs) He's all like, yeah I'm ready to find out what sex is (laughs) (laughs) He finally changed his (laughs) wee-wee I saw it for the first time It was awesome I was like, hey, man. He's like, hey, dude. Happy birthday. I'm like, dude, we're going to have some fun together. It's going to be a fun summer. Good mushrooms, man. <laughs> but, yes, thank you very much you for that. You know the shit is good. <laughs> but, yes, uh, the dean is running a little bit late. So, as we always do when he's not here, let's talk about wrestling. Becky Lynch, career killer? Yes, I think so. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, I was just seeing shit where they were fucking lighting Rollins' ass up on the fucking Twitter and oh, Instagram yeah. and shit mm. like that about, about him knocking up Becky Lynch. It's like, yeah, I understand they have a relationship and all that shit, but when you are in this kind of position where, you know, this is what you do for a fucking living, you know, that shit can maybe wait a couple years because Becky still has several years of wrestling left in her and you know maybe she's not at the height of her career right now i probably think that was probably last year you know when she was becky two belts but still you know she's still there she's still a prevalent force you know in what was the female revolution and you know i just see this as you know just a bit of a doubter dude Silence. Oh, I mean, <laughs> well, no, no. I, just, I agree. Uh, again, you know, like my my issue with this is just uh, 
You know, they had this whole big thing, the women's revolution coming into wrestling. We had a WrestleMania in which women main evented WrestleMania. They had yeah, all of this momentum go. They had so much momentum going in. They were giving us quality matches, fantastic storylines, beating the guys on a regular basis with the action uh-huh. in the ring, with the storylines being told. And then for whatever reason, I don't know if there were changes in management, changes in the GMs, or what. It just slowly started to kind of get poked away. Move it back a little bit. Move it back a little bit more. They bring in the tag team titles, and then they bury them. You know, it's yeah. it's a sad, sad thing. And then you take somebody like Becky, who, again, like you said, she might not be at the peak, but she's definitely at, to use a term we're all pretty fucking familiar with right now, she's at the plateau of her career. She's yep. reached a height that she's never been at, and she's kind of been just gracefully gliding along it, maybe with a bit of a slight dip, but still pretty much way up there. And, yeah, you get pregnant. You know, like, come on. I mean, I'm sorry, but that is totally irresponsible of her. The company right now is relying on her to do what she does in the ring, not get pregnant by Seth Rollins. You know, I mean, I got nothing against it. She wants to take time off for her family. Go ahead, take time off. You want to have a family, but do it the right way. You know, everybody gave Ronda Rousey shit about it, but at least she told him that, look, this is what I'm going to do. Drops the belt, leaves, the, leaves, and that's that. You know, Becky, you know, you know Seth just, just couldn't pull out. His, his, his pull-out game wasn't strong. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, and he was definitely not the heavyweight uh, champion of pulling out here. No. You know, and, just, <laughs> and, and for me, being such a big fan of Becky Lynch, to see her go from a buried superstar to becoming the man, Becky Two Belts, to being a champion for an entire year after defeating Charlotte Flair and uh, Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, it's kind of a buzzkill. The fact that she still had the belt, but now she decides to get pregnant. It's, you know, wait a couple of years and then decide to do it. Uh, a lot of people were talking about Maurice, the Mrs. Wife. Well, she got pregnant and she came back for a match or two. I was like, but she's not a main card event. Becky is a draw. Becky is what people are coming to see. They weren't coming to see Maurice. She's not to take a break. They were coming to see yeah. Becky, the man. Yeah, Mar- Maurice was never a headliner. You know, she was never, like the ghoul just said, you know, the main event at WrestleMania. You know, she was never of that category of wrestler. You know, and, like, for her to pull this, like, again, on both of them, I think it was sloppy, I think it was careless. You know, understand if, you know, if it was one thing where, you like the ghoul said, you know, if you planned it and you were like, you know, we really want to start a family or something like that, you know, then the WWE probably would have been like, okay, absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and start doing some storytelling and, you know, start moving you a little bit to the back and let's start moving some other women to the front. And right now that's easy mm-hmm. to do because with COVID going on, there's, you know, there's minimal – amounts of storylines and wrestling going on. So it's not like they couldn't have come up with something to allow it. I honestly, when I first heard it, um, the ghoul girl had mentioned that she had seen something come up on on her phone about it. And I thought it was a work. That was my initial idea. I was like, okay. I go, all right, Oscar just wins the money in the bank. Becky's big announcement is she's pregnant. This is just her way of delaying that match you know maybe she's gonna take some time off but Mm -hmm. she won't drop the belt because she's not really pregnant or something but no sure enough you know i guess she handed she hands oscar the belt which you know again i get right now you kind of have limited 
people and whatnot, but come on, WWE. This is when tournaments happen. We've only seen that how many times? Somebody drops the belt. Well, guess what? It gives all of these people a chance to have matches against each other that normal people that don't have any kind of significance might actually have a match. That's good. Um, Again, drop ball. I don't know if it's that they just don't want to promote it enough. They don't think they have the time to do it, or they don't have enough people, but uh, they had enough for the the money uh, Money in the Back match. So and, let's get those same women together. It was a tournament. And speaking of of uh, championships and also tournaments, uh, it was announced today that Sami Zayn has vacated the IC title because he doesn't want to be in the Performance Center. He doesn't want to wrestle with the COVID nineteen going on. So this uh, Friday night on SmackDown, there will be a tournament to declare a new IC champ, which I think is great. Because uh, Sami Zayn, you want to stay home? That's great, but we need somebody who's going to be out there. With that I think that's a work, though, because I think his contract's coming up. That, so that is probably could be more of a work. I believe his, he's one of those. I, I get, There was some uh, – I was looking around for contracts at one point or another. For some reason, I thought I remember seeing his name on the list of people that were, like, kind of already on the tail end of something with, like, an option to sign for longer. And you know what? Sammy Zane will probably bail. I mean, at this point, with the way everything's going – Again, I feel bad for a lot of these superstars, but I don't see big wrestling coming back anytime soon. I mean, most concerts, you know, I guess all the promoters are pretty much all settled that concerts will be coming back next year in 2021. Yeah. So, and by some of them are saying 2021 by the fall. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if we're looking at and, that, and, and, and we have the Dean the on the show. Yay! <laughs> But, I mean, if Vince and company are going to try to have to hold off until 2021 to finally be able to get into an arena and get those tickets sold and get those people in the seats and get everybody back in there, which you'll be able to do, but you really have to start operating at a minimal level of talent. You're going to have to start dropping some of the lesser names, people that you have, hold on to a couple of them. I mean, we're probably looking at, like, Raws that are going to look like superstars of wrestling back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Very limited. I mean, even from a a sports level like basketball, baseball, I saw online recently that they're planning on opening up the baseball season in July, that they're bounding about that, you know, having it reopen. But I don't know. I think it's too soon. Well, well, no, what they were talking about doing with that is, is they're going to have it where I guess they're going to split it into two leagues using the minor league, uh, not the minor league, the uh, spring training park. So Florida and mm, Arizona, okay. and they're going to have like, yeah. different setups for the divisions and whatnot. So. And it's going to be crowdless yeah, they, like the WWE, they, or they're going to invite people in? I don't know. I mean, it I might be crowdless. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't see anything about them inviting people to watch. Because I know right now with racing, they're uh, they're trying to get a couple NASCAR um, races going on. They're trying to get a couple IndyCar races going on. But it's going to be, like you said, King Crowdless and, you know, lots of spaces in between the pits and stuff like that. It's going to be, you know, all kinds of clusterfuck going on. But at the same time, I, I agree with you, King, where, yeah, either way, it, it's still too soon for her to be getting these people back together. Yeah, well, I mean, the problem is also going to be is that, you know, you're going to get every, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to get all the racers. They're going to have to get the track. They're going to have to do this. They're going to have to do that. Well, guess what? The track doesn't get any benefit. 
the track's going to make a little bit of money from NASCAR or whatever, whoever racing team it is and whatnot, but they're not getting the benefit of the people in the stands, the people buying shit, the people buying food and beverages yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, parking. Yeah, the $20 beer. Little things, you know, $20 <laughs> beers, you know, $50 parking, that kind of thing. So, you know, all of that not being there is not going to be helpful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, it's, but it's that, okay. But <laughs> but moving on, let's see here. Okay, we wish the king a happy birthday. Uh, Dean, you want to wish the king happy birthday? Uh, publicly, Me? nothing. I, well, for the second time, uh, happy <laughs> happy birthday, king. Who <laughs> did leave one of the best things on my Facebook page? The pie fight from Gone with that. I loved it. Thank you for that, Jeff. Jeff, however you say it, it was awesome. You're, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Dean. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's but, what's going on. I mean, I wanted to get it to Dean uh, to see what he's got to talk about tonight for our news. Okay, Dean, oh, what just, have you got? There's just so many things. Um, so many. Where do you even begin? So Adam How Green, about New Mutants. <laughs> oh, we can talk about Stop the New it. Mutants. So the New Mutants. I have New New Mutants news right here. Uh, yeah. The 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 video on demand that popped up on Amazon and then disappeared very quickly the other day. Uh, that was according to, according to officials say was an error. And the reason that it popped up was because Amazon's system, uh, which rolls these things out automatically was based on the film's previous, uh, previous theatrical release date or re- wh- whatever kind of release date. But they say that the plan for the New Mutants is still uh, to be a theatrical release. Yes, on August 28th. But I'm not holding we'll my see. breath here <laughs> because yeah, on the because on the Talking Terror page, the King put up about how we are waiting for August 28th for a release date. But we are? sadly, though, yes, yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> um. But sadly, there will be no Deadpool tie-in, nor any Deadpool uh, trilogy as of yet, right, King? Nope. Nope. I saw they don't have any plans. <laughs> yeah, Rob Liefeld said they don't want to do anything. Marvel has no interest in Deadpool. So they dead in the water as of right now, literally. <laughs> no more plans. Even though Ryan Reynolds I saw Deadpool was once. last year. Deadpool's great. <laughs> great I saw movie, one time. You know, and had a <laughs> One time. That's more than I thought. So <laughs> it's a great movie, but <laughs> no no plans for that. So yeah, we'll we'll see if New Mutants gets released on August twenty eighth. More than likely it'll be. Nah, we're not going to do it. <laughs> we have to push it back again because the theaters aren't open. AMC is permanently closed, bankrupt. Sorry. <laughs> you know. Well, there's, oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of talk according about to that sources with right AMC now. though. Uh, with AMC, though, allegedly going bankrupt, apparently, and again, I'm not a, a business person, uh, nor do I particularly care one iota about the stock market. What I do know is that uh, stock AMC stock shot up because there's, I guess, a strong uh, rumbling going around that Amazon is going to buy AMC theaters. Okay, now, that was a rumor. Um, that was a rumor because supposedly – I just said it was a rumor. There were talks that had happened at some point, possibly. Nobody knows for sure because nobody's speaking about it in any way. Um, you know, basically when they, when they talk to Amazon about it, they put their hands up and go, we don't know what you're talking about. They talk to AMC about it. They put their hands up. They say they don't know anything about it. Um, we know I nothing. Think Am- 
<laughs> I don't think Amazon by itself is going to buy AMC. Um, I think they have too many other things going on. I could see them becoming partners with somebody to do so. Uh, one thing in particular that I know is going on is that they have currently in the courts or about to go before the courts, uh, whatever that reopens and whatnot, um, to overturn the ability of a movie studio to own movie theaters. Um, back in, I think, hmm. 1938, it was, it was ruled that a movie studio cannot own a movie theater. Um, this being, back then, movie theaters were like one screen, two screens at the most. So, uh, you know, let's right. say Universal owns a movie theater, well, all they're going to do is show Universal movies. Um, their argument now is like, look, these theaters have 14, 15, 20-plus fucking screens in some of these places. It won't be worth it for any movie studio just to run their movies in it because... They need to be able to, to give everybody everything. Um, so some of the, the names thrown around have been Universal and obviously Disney. So I could see Amazon getting in bed with one of those companies or some other company and saying, hey, you know what, if we all get together here, now we have you know, a movie theater chain. Like, uh, imagine what a Disney fucking-based movie theater chain could look like. I mean, that could be, a, <laughs> could be real interesting, that's for sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, listen, man, Disney okay. rules the fucking world right now. Okay, Marvel films, exactly. Disney films, fucking Pixar films, you know? <laughs> NBC. Yeah, Disney's huge. Um, t- t- so t- t- Time yeah. Life. Uh, yeah, fifty percent of the so for shit, them to jump in the MCU. Majority of, of the shit that you, uh, isn't owned by Oprah is owned by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, it would it would make sense. I mean, they are the juggernaut right now. Disney, they're the ones to to partner with if you're going to do something like that. <laughs> well, that's an interesting conundrum though, because Oprah aired on ABC, which is owned by Disney. So is there a chance that Disney owns some portion of Oprah? Harpo Entertainment <laughs> probably do. <laughs> yeah. They have a huge stake in that, and the own network, I'm sure. Probably a Disney tag somewhere. In Oprah there. Winfrey. I'm sorry, but you know what, man? Every time I hear the OWN Network, okay, here we go, the OWN Network, all I can think of, okay, is that failed fucking experiment of the Ultimate Warrior making his return to the WCW with his one warrior nation, O-W-N, you know, which is supposed to be the opposite of the N-W-O, okay? So every time I see OWN Network, and the first thing that comes into my head is, ooh, warrior stuff, you know? But then I'm like, nah. Oh, it's just Oprah shows. It's the, it's the, ulti, it's the ultimate warrior network. Oprah Winfrey, network. Negro woman of the South. Okay, shifting gears and moving on. No, no, you, it's a, it's a, that's a. If you got monkey and and king, if if you don't know what he's just saying, that's a that's a very deeply embedded uh, Howard Stern reference right there. Uh, but cool. Uh, have you heard from what you just referenced? Have you heard like the the whole actual like letter and uh, interview with that particular person? I, I'm sure at some point I caught when he did play the whole thing. I just I don't have any real recollection of the whole thing. I just know All that right, one. I'll try and find that. It fucking cracks me uh, up every time I hear it. I know. I I think I have it on my computer somewhere. Maybe I'll try to send it to you later. It's, it's really fucking worth worth revisiting if, if if you don't remember. But anyway, moving on. 
uh, <laughs> is there anything else that you want to say about the new mutants monkey? Uh, no, that's it. Except that, you know, there's no tie in to Deadpool and stuff like that. But thank you for asking, <laughs> Dean. Okay. Oh, sweetie. Uh, they should just Adam, release the Adam movie digitally is what they need to do. Yeah, no I, I agree. But, but I, I believe uh, Dean's bringing up Adam Green. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I want right. to I, I ask a question because I don't know. This new Mutants thing. Uh, is, mm. is this just like an, another film in the series of uh, X-Men films? Or has there been something about this all along that's either... Uh, like controversial or confusing, or or why there's so much like even the joking talk about New Mutants before. Like, what is it about the New Mutants right now that seems to be? Because I don't know that seems to be such like a hot button issue. Um, well, I the mean, thing was yeah, uh, New Mutants, like you know, was part of the whole Sony universe of movies and stuff like that. And no, you know, Google no, 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 no. I no. mean, cool. Uh, to, uh, I thought it was Do I need somebody to take a question. Right. So New yeah, Mutants was, was owned by Fox, it was, which was the X-Men movies. It was oh, that's Fox. right, Fox. Um, New Mutants was touted as being a horror movie. They got a horror director for the film. Um, if you go by the first you know, couple of runs, like the first 25 to 30 issues of the New Mutants, they had a lot of, like real alternative thinking, like next-level stuff. Chris Claremont was a fan, my favorite X-Men writer. And those stories that he was doing in that time, some real trippy shit. I used to love fucking reading them when I was tripping my face off, man. The pictures were cool, but the stories were even fucking cooler. Um, Our work by Bill Sankiewicz. And, and that was, yes, indeed. Um, that was kind of, that's where they were leaning with this. But then there were just, there were problems, you know. The Disney buyout was looming, um... You know, Fox wasn't sure if they wanted to release this as just a standalone thing or if they wanted it to tie into the greater X-Men franchise. But then I think I think at that point they decided, you know what, we're going to take a Deadpool spin on it and just say R-rated and keep it part of the universe but apart from the universe. And I just think there's just been constant issues. They had, had issues with filming. Then they had to go back and reshoot. Like, the movie was done but then they delayed it for a whole year to do a bunch of pickups, and then the buyout happened. Mm. And it's just been a constant source of headache and delay. And at this point now, with Disney owning it, you know, I don't think they want to release an R-rated film in the quote-unquote comic book universe, and especially when it ties into the X-Men franchise, which they haven't even put out a film yet from their end. Um, so they don't even have plans yet. That, Exactly. You know what I mean? So the first film that comes out is going to be this new mutants mm-hmm. film, which is supposed to be R-rated, but it's now PG-13, which, like I said, yeah. if, if the movie flops, they say, hey, Fox made this movie. We wipe our hands clean and we're good. If the movie's a success, they go, ah, oh, you know, well, we did this, we did that, and Disney, 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 hooray! Um, I think it's a win-win for Disney no matter what, because at this point, people are going to go and see it. Like, if they would have released this digitally, I think they would have made a lot of money. Um, you shit, know, I would have bought it. touted all the shit <laughs> they made with trolls, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really it. That's the whole exodus of the New Mutants in a nutshell. You know, just very complicated filming process to the release. So that's really why it's being talked about so much because this is like the one movie that we might never get. <laughs> yeah, know, and it's and, might stay show. And it may 
it makes it even more funny is that the New Mutants comic book is about, you know, these, these children that don't fit in. They're supposed to go to this special school, you know, to go and learn how to use their powers. And here we have this Marvel movie that no one wants to release. You know, it's the unwanted Marvel movie that's just hanging in limbo, <laughs> you know, just trying to find a home. <laughs> Well, what sucks is by the time they get it out, the majority of the cast is going to be like four or five years older than they are mm-hmm. in this movie. So if they do have plans for any sequels, they're going to have to advance the timeline in order to achieve coherence with that. Yeah, because the well, actress yeah. who plays Rain was still on Game of Thrones when she was filming this thing. <laughs> so that had to have been 2015, 2016. That's already five years ago. Game of Thrones <laughs> ended, what, three years ago? Four years ago? Two or yeah. three years ago? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so, th- so that's what's up with New Mutants, Dean. Um, you know, and all, all the weird shit that's going on with that movie. Um, we're, we're just waiting for it to be released, and we're just, oh. like, you know, ch- chomping at the bit, wait, waiting for this movie. All right. I'm going to call him on his other line. I think all the comic book talk put him to sleep. No, I'm uh, here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 so, you were talking about Adam Green, a favorite of mine. So, what do you have for Adam yes, Green? Yes, a favorite of yours, King. And I'm going to imagine that you're already, already aware of these news, this news. But Adam Green says that it's a sure bet uh, that Hatchet Five will be happening, and uh, his 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 ideas for Hatchet Five have Victor Crowley leaving the swamp. Victor Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been talking about it for a while. I mean, there's no plans right now to make another Victor Crowley movie, uh, but he did say that when he made the fourth one that he was thinking about separating it from the other three films and kind of starting with Victor Crowley and doing another several films that are separate from the three Hatchet movies that took place before Victor Crowley, kind of doing something new. And he played it smart, if you ask me, because with Victor Crowley and the Hatchet movies, he separated them by a couple of years. So he wasn't doing it like Scream, where it's like 96, that movie comes out, and then 97, the sequel comes out. You know, he waited a couple of years before he did another one, just so people could be like, you know what, I miss Victor Crowley. I want to go back and hey. to the swamp and see what's going on. But I give Adam Green a lot of credit for what he did online last month with Corona Apocalypse. He, uh, through the Ariscope channel, every day he had new content that he was talking about every day, just to keep people you know, sane during this whole shut-in, where he was showing movies, he was doing commentaries, he was doing podcasts, just to keep everybody in the loop of what he's doing and just trying to keep everybody comfortable during this whole quarantine. So for him to do that was huge, to take time out of his own schedule, what he's doing, to kind of make sure everybody that are fans of his are doing okay. So I give a lot of credit to that. How dare you say that Scream came out every year? They were every other year. You had, I know, 96, 97, 2000. Coming out in between, okay? So you had another movie series to go with. No, because Scream came out in 96, Scream 2 in 97, and then they waited until 2000 to do another one, and then 2014 because Scream 3 sucked. (laughs) So they waited (laughs) until 2014 where they're like, everybody forgot about Ghostface. So we're going to do another one. And now they're doing another one, uh, potentially, you know, to come out next year. Uh, Scream 5, if you will. They're saying it's a reboot. Nef, they're saying Nef it's a Campbell, Yeah, Nef, Nef Campbell yeah. has been talking about it. Yeah, the whole crew. And even Matthew out. Lillard said he'll come back. So even Matthew Lillard's like, fuck yeah, I'll come back to doing the stream. Flashback, maybe. 
<laughs> but yeah, I would love to see him come back. His head got fucking smashed by TV, man. <laughs> yeah, well, the original Scream 3 script had him coming back. That he didn't die at the end of Scream, and in Scream 3, he was supposed to be the killer running things from prison. So that was the original idea for Scream 3 that came out in 2000, which I would have preferred over Roman being the half-brother of Nev in Hollywood, California. I mean, wow. I mean <laughs> I that mean, whole movie. Think about it. Vince was just devastating the back then, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, that was a rough one. I mean, Scream 4, I think, is rougher than Scream 3, but... Yeah, I mean, it's been, no. for me, it's just the first two. So. I'll yeah, you think so? I think Scream, dude, Scream 3 sucked balls, dude. That movie just It was sucked, terrible. Like, straight up. It yeah. was bad. As bad as <laughs> so back, haircut, was it bad? all that much either, to be honest with you. So, you know, like, uh, I, I look back at it now, and it's, you know what, it's a serviceable sequel, but realistically, the first movie's the only one you really need to see. The other three kind of are there. Yeah, part two has fun moments. I'll give it that. But part one, that's it. I mean, if you watch part one and nothing else, you're fine. You don't need to watch all the other movies. I mean, that's just a paramount movie. And, and thank you, Monkey, for that figure of the ghost face, which is prominently on my shelf right now. It's an amazing figure. Can't thank you enough for that. The one that got away. <laughs> my screen figure from 97, mm-hmm. Movie Maniacs. You took it out of the package, didn't you? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> I told you it was. Ghostface is going to breathe. He's going to be on the shelf with his knife and his cell phone. <laughs> He's got people to call. <laughs> While stabbing people. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, so what, uh, else, what else do you have for What else team? you got, Dean? So, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who's one of the geniuses behind Quibi, uh, has blamed the coronavirus for Quibi's Quibi. kind of muted launch. Uh, huh? When Quibi when Quibi went live, it fell out of the 50 most downloaded apps kind of immediately, and now is resting at like the 125th most popular downloaded app. Uh, now I have to say. Uh, I took advantage of Quibi's uh, very generous uh, free 90-day uh, trial offer, and I oh, I don't know. Yeah, they they would have free for 90 days. Yeah, um, I I don't know what uh. my feelings are to re- to report this, whether I'm uh, pleased or to report or sad to report. I haven't, and I I downloaded it. I got the I got the the uh, the trial started like three or four weeks ago. I have not watched one minute. I, I have not opened the app, or I've opened the app and looked at it and said, I don't even know what to do with this. Uh, I have not, for real, not, not one minute have I watched. So was but it how was the coronavirus to blame? Was, was it difficult I, to navigate I, I, through Quibi? Is that uh, what you're saying, Dean? It wasn't very difficult, but I just, I was like, oh, uh, I mean, it's categorized and everything. I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't know what to watch. Uh, I, w- I would imagine that during the coronavirus, when everyone is at home, is like a perfect time right. uh, for something yeah. like this. Although, <laughs> although people right now are at home and have more time to to binge watch full shows and watch movies as opposed to like watching an eight minute episode when you're taking a crap at work. So, 
<laughs> but still, I felt I felt like coronavirus was the perfect timing for this thing. But apparently, Absolutely. it's not doing as well as they thought, and they dumped a ton of dough into this. So it's curious. It's it'll be curious to see what happens. I mean, yeah, they could have asked, or whatever, asked, man. But sorry, I yeah, they couldn't have asked for a better time. Man. Sorry, Ghoul. All I'm saying is I'm looking at the list right now of, like, Quibi's, like, original programming and whatnot. Like, hey, I have an idea. It might help if you actually had some shit that people might want to watch. Like, I haven't heard of half of this shit, let alone, like, have any interest in it just based on, like, the titles and whatnot. Um, But, again, this is all whatever their original programming is. I don't know whatever other content they have on it. I haven't – you know, again, I've got Netflix, Hulu, fucking Prime, a thousand – Thousand fucking shutter. things to watch, films, TV. Fuck I yeah, watch Shutter through Prime. You know, I've got over a thousand movies on my Xbox. You know, just that I bought digitally. Not to mention all the TV shows and series and stuff like that that I have on there as well. You know, like I finally got my hands on Invisible Man because guess what? Everybody that rented it for the last two months for twenty bucks for that fucking two-hour watching, they're now selling it for fourteen dollars in UHC. I own it now. <laughs> That's I, really good. That's a good one, man. Chevy Chase was great. Not. He was after Passing the Invisible Man. Great. John Carpenter directed that one. What, what, what was that? Invisible Dad? Was that the one? Or Ghost Dad? That was or Ghost Dad. That was Cosby. Little... Ghost Dad. Yeah. No, okay. no, no. Monkey, if you were unaware, no, uh, Chevy Chase starred in like The Invisible Man, like he he like it was as a feature film, yeah. like quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. Confessions of Invisible Man, directed by John Carpenter. I yeah. did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that one. And Daryl, I think Daryl Hannah's in that too. I really like that movie. She is. Yeah, no, it's it's a good movie. And it was it was John Carpenter playing against type, doing a bit of a comedy film. But yeah, it's still and it was Chevy Chase going a bit against type as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it was memoirs, um, memoirs, yeah, memoirs of an invisible man. Memoirs, yeah, memoirs of invisible man. Um, but yeah, with with Kirby, it's it, the only thing I knew about it was the Murder House flip and Fifty States of Fright with Sam Raimi uh, producing. That's it. Then that wasn't enough to make me want to download it for a free 90-day trial. So you would think it would be, but, you know, I, like we've all said, this is the perfect time to be downloading well, apps and trying them out. What about that, what about that Spielberg project? Or has that not, that, that not been released yet? Not released hmm, yet. That's true. Okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I don't think I would blame the coronavirus. I think I would just blame the platform. People don't want that 10-minute spike, you know? Like you said, there's plenty of binges yeah. you could do. Yeah, but at the same time, you couldn't ask for a more opportune time to launch something like this, you know, another streaming service, but at a time when people are doing but nothing but just looking around for new streaming shit, you know? <laughs> right. But you need that content. You, you need a fucking, like, you know, like they say with the video game system, you need that system seller you know you need that final oh, yeah seven yep. you know you need that fucking halo you need that game that's gonna sell your system quibi needs that content that's gonna gonna sell it you know shit shutter as much as i had already had it prior to the creep show series and all that stuff like having something like creep show fantastic that gives me all the yeah. more reason to hold on to shutter um even though again at that the price plus with the content you get with it there's no reason not to have shutter at this point Six bucks. A month. No, we're not for so much <laughs> I wish. I <laughs> should write an email. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm a and even the better deal. I'm pretty sure that I ordered Shutter uh, through my Amazon account, and I think I'm paying like yep. three ninety nine a month. 
Yeah, you know, minus six. Whatever it is, man. And I know it, we have it through the Amazon awesome. Prime, so. Yeah, it's bucks a month. It's just so much worth it because of all the yeah. content, like you were talking about Creepshow. They also have Last Driving with Joe Bob Briggs, original documentaries, uh, exclusive films. I mean, they are really the horror service to go to if you want to watch movies. And it's a cheap price. It's not like it's $30 a month, you know, or like Netflix right. that keeps jumping up their price, you know, so you keep watching. No, they, they're sticking with their guns, keeping it cheap. Uh, yeah, they are. Just like my women. All right, so uh, there's going to be a lot of parties coming in in the near future. Uh, watch parties. Excellent. Uh, so Universal, Universal, <laughs> is launching, uh, Universal is launching a watch party series for every Saturday night uh, where they will be uh, broadcasting Saturday night. a film on Twitter and you will be able to follow the hashtag and watch along with uh, selected stars and creators. And the first one will be this Saturday, the 16th in the afternoon, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, You will be able to watch Halloween uh, 2018 with David Gordon Green and Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, who will be uh, taking part in this first Universal Watch Party. So you'll be able to watch along with them and communicate on Twitter. Uh, Other upcoming uh, titles in the Universal Watch Party series include Apollo 13 and The Breakfast Club at this time. In addition to that, uh, in uh, celebration of something called World Turtle Day, on May 23rd on YouTube, uh, you will be able (laughs) to watch the original 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, and take part in the 1990 Turtles Virtual Pizza Party, uh, where you will be able to hang out with uh, – I can't, unfortunately can't read my writing – but you can hang out with the actress who played April O'Neil in the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as well as the four performers who were inside the turtle suits uh, for the 1990 – I think her name was, because it was Paige Turco who took over as a- yeah, April Judith, O'Neil for two and three. Maybe Hogue. Yeah, Judith Hogue. Judith Hogue. Okay, there you go. Judith Judith said Judith Hogue was able to make that out. I can fucking remember. Good God, I have trouble remembering like my kids' fucking like special events, but I remembered that shit, man. Cowabunga. Yeah, man. Right. Much of an impact. Cowabunga, dude. Uh, if if that sounds like something entertaining to you, uh, you can tune in. Uh, on May 23rd on YouTube and watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with April O'Neil and the in-suit turtle performers uh, with more guests possibly to be announced between now and then. Like pizza party well, time. Like won't the be no. Yeah, well, it's no. the inside. It's the inside the turtle performers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm Not sure that guy is scratching for anything yeah. he can get, so I wouldn't be surprised if he turns up. But anyway, yeah. uh, Actually, I know no, everyone... That does mean that- what that does mean is Ernie Reyes Jr. will probably be there because he played Donatello in that movie. He was the he was there the body go. in the suit for that movie. So write down well, your questions damn. now. Come on, man! <laughs> fucking Ernie Reyes. See, you remember sidekicks? <laughs> fucking. I don't know. Nope. Surf ninjas. <laughs> Nobody remembers Ernie Reyes Jr. for goddamn sake. I remember those movies. I, I don't remember him. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, re- I remember those movies. I, I don't remember that guy. Sorry. Red Sonia, <laughs> the little Asian kid? It's Ernie fucking Ray no. Jr. 
Oh, other okay. Asian kid besides fucking Key Luke Kwan. There was literally two was in, young uh, Asian actors was... <laughs> in fucking the eighties, man. <laughs> Only there were in no history. Uh, he was in uh, he was in Surf Ninjas. Yes, he was. I said Surf Ninjas already. <laughs> you did say Surf Ninjas with Tom Tom. The only thing I remember from Surf Ninjas. That's and not Rob Surf Ninjas. Dude, he was awesome. He was in the, the fucking Last Dragon too, man. Tom Tom. Oh, that was Three yes, Ninjas. The... So yeah. He was... Yes, he was in the Last Dragon <laughs> as the young kid with the nunchucks. Yes. Jeez. Oh, Surf ninjas, three ninjas, they all get mixed together after a while. He fucks up that show enough member at the end. Show no. <laughs> Who the baddest? Show enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, anyways, Junior. <laughs> uh, if you missed out on your opportunity to watch Swamp Thing on the the, the uh, you know the DC. Uh, you know, streaming service who who, who oh, they they, they well, I don't know if it's still on the streaming service, but it is going to <laughs> air on the CW. Uh, so if you don't have the streaming service uh, and you have the CW, you'll be able to watch Swamp Thing on the CW. And uh, they do say that if if it's successful, it's possible that CW can uh, try to take on the the Swamp Thing world as its own and create new content. While it's not likely, well, it is a possibility that there might be more Swamp Thing. Well, it's all owned by the same fucking company. That's the funny <laughs> thing. DC is owned by Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers owns the CW. Remember, it used to be called the WB. <laughs> so basically, they're taking it from the DC Universe app and throwing it out there to hope that a bunch of horny teenagers that are typically watching the shit that's normally put on the CW are like, hey, man, this is pretty fucking good. And then they're going to just keep producing it again. Right but on. But now, but now I'll imagine if they actually get viewers, if they're going to try and tie this into the TC multiverse that's going on the CW, because I just don't see oh. Swamp Thing going in there. With, it, no, he know. was already there. <laughs> Crisis on Inf- he was already there. Crisis on Infinite Earth. He, they oh, show, oh, there you go. Oh, okay. They show a scene of his universe actually dying during that series. So, you know what? If that's a spoiler, fuck y'all. That happened like fucking three months <laughs> ago. Um, that was pre-corona. <laughs> like killed in the service. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they show his universe dying in that show. Um, but the funny thing is, listen, this is really what this all comes down to. This ain't about them wanting to get another fucking season out of the show. This is about them not having any new content currently. So what better thing to do than to take a series that literally the entire first season is already done and not shown? You know, they can't show Titans because of the amount of fucking lewd behavior and language that goes on. It'll take a lot of editing for them to get that out. But if I remember, I only watched the first episode of Swamp Thing. I don't think it was that terrible um, language-wise. So, And even then, they could probably still push boundaries if they put it on at, like, 9. Was it supposed to be, like, violence-wise, though? Like, it's supposed to be really violent, Swamp Thing? Maybe that's what they were going for? I didn't see it again. I only made it through the first episode, so if there's violence, it must happen in later episodes. I, it didn't seem all that. I, I couldn't even bring it to myself to watch the next episode. Like that's and that's sad for me, you know. But again, it, you know what? I like the Titan series, and that took me months to watch the entire series because I'd watch a couple of episodes, then not go back to it, and then watch a couple of episodes, go back two episodes, restart this again, and. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll sit down and watch it before it gets onto the CW. Hopefully hopefully they pull it from the DC Universe app, though. <laughs> Will you really get down to watch it before it goes to the CW? 
I don't know. I've got fucking 40 yeah. more episodes of season three of Love Island to watch. Okay, since we finished the Australia season. Now we're I, back that's, to, I know now, that's really been occupying your time as of late. Listen, there were 30 episodes for the Australia season, okay, which we watched all 30 of those. Now we've gone back to the UK. We're in season three, and there's 50 episodes for the fucking season, okay? We're already on episode 50? 10, man. We started... It's 50. It's like two months worth of fucking... Cause what again, the I do, fuck? The show airs every day of the week, except for like one day. Like every sixth day is like a recap episode, so... It's, uh, I guess they take Sunday off. So. Yeah, it's going to be the new podcast on our... Uh, just, just, just to catch you off on the week's worth. Hey, listen, man, season three is fucking... It's good, man. The fucking chicks are hot, and they're all like... We're all underhanded as fuck, man. I'm loving it, okay? Everybody's trying to fuck everybody over. This is one chick, Jessica. She's so fucking hot. It's not even funny, man. Is that going to be the new, uh, the new show on Talking Terror, the new podcast, Love Island with the ghoul and the ghoul girl, recapping every episode <laughs> yeah. of Love Island? <laughs> sure. Every Friday night, listen, tune in. I'll be honest with you. The I watch episodes. I forget. I'm glad they do a recap at the beginning of every episode because by the time I've finished watching the episode prior, I've already forgotten it. So it's okay. It's mindless <laughs> entertainment, and I'm okay with that right now. Absolutely. Snooty Rob Boom Boom. All right, so what else you got, D? So Macaulay Culkin, who has been very busy, he's been very, very busy. He toured the country. He toured the country with his Velvet Underground cover band that was called the Pizza Underground, where they changed all the lyrics to have to do with pizza. And then Marco started in a commercial for Google where he recreated uh, scenes from the movie Home Alone, uh, had recently announced that he will be taking part in the next episode uh, or the next season of American Horror Story. And he said that what sold him on taking part in the next season of American Horror Story was the opportunity uh, to film very graphic sex scenes where he will be having very graphic sex with Kathy Bates. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. That's like <laughs> He said that was strictly the reason why he took the role. Uh, and uh, he's, looking forward to, <laughs> he's looking forward to taking part in the next season of American Horror Story. I, I, I think I'd rather watch him die, die from murder hornets. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh. He probably oh. remembers chatting with Elijah Wood on the set, you know, on the set of Good Son, you know, talking about Kathy Bates' performance in Misery, you know, how he used to spank his monkey to that. <laughs> that was in the that was in the outtakes, the deleted scenes. Yes, <laughs> you know, on the special Talk edition. The Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, God, three-hour unrated director's <laughs> edition. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's, I mean, at the same time, though, with Macaulay Culkin and American Horror Story Season 10, that's if it even gets made. Because I know that the news came out that Ryan Murphy said that he might not even be able to do it uh, for some time because of coronavirus, because he wanted it to be an aquatic horror season. And he had to have specific weather oh, because of he, everything that's he, been going on. He doesn't know if yeah, he's going to be able to do it until he, 2021. He said that the, uh, you know, as soon as things aquatic. are in the clear, uh, they are going to... 
uh, resume, but he I, he did say that the theme for the next season they make has been changed. That the theme has been changed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, unfortunately, yeah, I was looking forward to the, the aquatic art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just see what they yeah, can water, but... water, water world for the modern age. Uh, yeah. In other, <laughs> in other, Get Lou Gossett Jr., please. In other American Horror Story news, uh, American Horror Story is also going to be getting a spinoff that's going to be called not American Horror Story, but American <laughs> Horror Stories. No, it's oh, going to be called wow, American really? Horror Stories. Not where another American going to have Story. Stories with an S. It is going to be a an anthology series with standalone episodes. Yeah, that I'm looking forward to. So there's going to be there's going to be yeah yeah contained episodes, one hour contained episodes, uh, American Horror Stories. Uh, No word on yet when obviously there's no production because nothing is in production. Uh, But no, you know that's stupid. At some point. There will be more American nice. horror stories. I think it could be fun. I mean, I, I do love anthologies, so I think it could be fun to just do self-contained <laughs> episodes. It's so original. It's not like there's a bunch of other anthology fucking series out there everywhere, you know? No, you might as well throw your point. fucking hat in there. There are those. Right, exactly. Thing. Why not? You got, got Creep Show. You got two-minute fucking horror stories on Netflix. There's so many different series already out there. You got amazing stories on Apple TV if you watch that. I still haven't. Just like just like the Dean with Quibi, I still haven't checked out anything on Apple TV. Um, you know, I don't have <laughs> Apple TV, but I wanted to check out. I've heard good things about the Shyamalan series on there. I have Apple TV, and I have yet to, to, to even yeah. take a look at any of it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I have interest. I'm going to eventually get to it. All right. Well, maybe but, when you uh, finish the next 77 hours of fucking Love Island, you can watch yeah, uh, M. Night Shyamalan uh, Apple TV series. 40 hours. Thank you. 40. And really, that's not even true. Because again, every six episodes is a recap episode. We don't watch those. So you got to do some oh. division and math- some mathematic equation there, Dean, and tell us how many hours. Are you going to carry, you some time you carry the one? Get back to you. Yeah. You got to make sure you're in the 10 column and carry the one. Uh, mm. So, uh, Luca Bercoviti, who is the creator and co-writer of Ghoulies, uh, He's swimming with, you know, with all, he, uh, you know, because later in October, the book, the coffee table book, The Complete History of Ghoulies is being released. Uh, Berkovici, he wants uh, new okay. ghoulies. And uh, he says that he and uh, writing partner Jeffrey Levy are working on several different con- concepts of uh, bringing ghoulies to the modern age. Uh, he would really like fans of Ghoulies to to let Sony know that that they want more Ghoulies because Sony is the current rights holder, and he would really like for the fans to rally and show some support because he would really like to bring Ghoulies back uh, to us in this modern age. And what really kind of I enjoyed about the fact is that I put that on the Talking Terror page about what you just talked about, you know, how they want to reboot it, they have a petition going. So the author of the book, the complete Ghoulies franchise series, it's coming out in October, Graham Linev Painter, actually commented on the page with the petition link, you know, saying, thank you for this, here's the link. So out of nowhere, the author of the Who book said that? commented on our Facebook page. Graham oh, Linev Painter is writing the book. Yeah, he actually commented, 
just out of the blue with the link to the petition to sign for another Ghoulies movie and just said thank you. So I was like, awesome. Yeah, man. You should (laughs) say, hey, let's uh, get this guy on the show and fucking talk to him. Well, I do have him as a friend now on Facebook, so I'm going to see if he might want to do, uh, you know, a little bit of an interview for the uh, the Ghoulies book, which comes out in October. But just to see him just randomly comment. You should... You should be, be. You should say. You should tell him that you're thrilled to see that he had discovered our talk of ghoulies on our Facebook page. Uh, we would love to get a copy of the. See, you should find out if you can get like a copy, like a to review, and then like because they send shit to news organizations all the time, and then say that That's we would love idea. to get a copy to review, and uh, and we'd love to have you on to talk about to talk about uh, the book. That's a great idea. I'll do that. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Listen to the Dean. It's okay, Dean. It's like a way to sneak like a in your copy. Pants, man. Chill, calm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to reach out. because he found us without even very reaching out to him. He loves the ghoulies. I'm just trying to fucking weasel a free book here. I know. <laughs> I do love the ghoulies. And it would be great to get a free copy of that book because I'd love to see what's in it. Because uh, yeah, the ghoulies is such a great franchise. <laughs> going a picture from of a green, a of a green monster off. climbing out of the toilet bowl. That was part two. They'll get you in the end. Was the tagline when that movie came out? <laughs> yeah. And that—that that is the that image movie. I always have of the ghoulies. Is that one? And that's that. The little ball there coming out of that fucking toilet. <laughs> then he went to college in part three, and they could talk. <laughs> nope. Didn't, didn't bother watching it. If I saw it, I don't remember it, man. The uh huh. I heard that there's also yep. going to be a retrospective of the munchies, but that's only going to be in a handwritten pamphlet uh, by the creator. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, and they did make two of those movies. I was surprised that that movie even got a sequel. They made two munchies. Two munchies movies? Movies. Yes, they did. They made two munchie movies? movies? Really? Yes, they did. Yeah. They made two of them. Really? Paper towel yeah. <laughs> what to the munchies? <laughs> <laughs> no, for the pamphlets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, munchies. Yeah, what, it's such a ripoff of, of Ghoulies, but and I saw it. Yeah, it was a total ripoff. Off. Munchies. But wait, it wasn't oh, wait, good. The sequel. Wait, so wait, so the the original movie is called Munchies, but the sequel mm-hmm. was called Munchie. Yeah. Well, that's so mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know. It, I, like, it the out. first one should like, be munchy, and the second one should be munchy. Right. And they're both really bad. <laughs> the whole thing. It doesn't well, even matter. The fucking, second one is an origin story of like the original munchy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. But what I do. What I do know is, and I and I I know this straight from memory that the star, uh, the star, the lead in munchies. Uh, is also the lead actor in what is is the lead actor in what will be my next pick for the show, but I'm not going to announce that just yet. Okay, little tease. Uh, like the monkey, the monkey is aware. The monkey, the monkey and I have discussed it. Oh, oh, you're, okay. you're actually going to go there. Okay, okay, yes. sweet. All right. <laughs> well, like a tease. I, monkey, Stay when we talked about it, I said it's going to be my next pick. Yeah. I wasn't kidding. Uh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So, what else do you have for us, Dean? Uh, so, I had talked a few weeks ago about how they were looking it, to make a Silence of the Lambs uh, TV series it's gone and two uh, sequels, CB- Just so you know, not there just was one. two sequels. On two, Munchie was and part Munchie three just called Munch. No, Munchie. See, I never what? saw Munchie Strike Back. Wow. 
I only knew uh-huh. it was the two. Wow. <laughs> oh, and, and a fourth film yeah. called Carpet Munch. Oh, no, that's something else. That's one of your other movies, man. Uh, Leave my mom out of this one, ghoul. That was my my porn collection. If if it was following the pattern, the third one should have just been called Munch. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) And eventually you just get the moo. Yeah. (laughs) Those moos sure can party. about how there was going to be a Silence of the Lambs uh, based TV show uh, called Clarice. Uh, well, CBS Hello, has Clarice. acquired the rights. Uh, CBS has required the rights. Uh, it's them? going to be set yeah. in 1993 and take place six months after the events of Silence of the Lambs. Uh, also added to the cast recently uh, is an, act- an actress named uh, Rebecca Rebecca Breeds is going to play Clarice Starling, and also added to the cast are Cal Penn and Michael Kudlitz. And uh, they say that Hannibal Lecter is not going to take any, like it's not a factor in in this series. So it's going to be a a deep dive exploration of the Clarice Starling character um, post her events of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, so we get so to watch all the stuff about her uh, watching lambs getting slaughtered. <laughs> Do you still hear the lamb yep. screaming, Clarice? <laughs> you know, I have to say, and I think I was texting with the ghoul about this the other night, and we were like, oh, hey, what are you watching now? And I was like, oh, what are you watching now? Um, Silence of the Lambs uh, was on the other night. I was watching it on, let's see, when were we were texting? What day was this? Um, I don't know, a few days ago, we were texting. And uh, Silence of the Lambs was on, I think it was maybe Sunday, on BBC America. And uh, I caught it yeah. from uh, I caught it from the scene where um, the, the warden of the prison uh, is, like, laying on the bench next to the cell telling Lecter how there's not going to be any deal and about how uh, Starling tricked him, like, right before he meets the senator. And I caught it from there until the end. God, it's been a long time since I've seen any of it, man. That movie is so fucking good. Damn. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just wanted to throw that in there, how outstanding that was. Do that again. George Romero has a cameo in that movie. If you watch it closely. Yeah. Oh, Academy yeah, agreed with you. <laughs> yep. I always love to catch that Romero cameo. <laughs> when he's getting escorted out of his cell. It's just so great to see him carrying walkie talkie. I was like, why the fuck is George Romero in this movie? It's just such a <laughs> random cameo. <laughs> And yes, indeed, it was Sunday because it was it was right after I bought Fritz the Cat on uh, on the Xbox. So, and I Good informed you that, that, that right? I haven't seen that <laughs> in years. That was one that I remember watching as a kid. It introduced me to Ralph Bakshi, and uh, I, I yeah. got to get my hands on American Pop soon. But yeah, it was uh, they had it for a decent price and. That they actually have a real good sale going on. A lot of four ninety nine movies. Well, have, uh, well they added uh, for, Demolition Man to the mix don't now for, too. So. Uh, also, don't forget about Hey, Good Looking. If you're looking for older Ralph Bakshi stuff, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so, before we get into the movie, do you have anything else, Dean? Uh, Disney Plus, uh, that very you know new popular streaming service. Uh, is producing a series based on the R.L. Stein Just Beyond series of graphic novels. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, just Fun. Beyond? Uh, yeah, Back Just Beyond, I guess, is some graphic new novels that R.L. Stein wrote, and he's a, a big writer in our genre, so I'm sharing this news with the world, or the three or four people listening. I've Thanks, never Mom. heard of it, but that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's because like, I know that Goosebumps is getting a renewal, so a revival, per se, so... I guess Arl Stein's going to be the, the new kid version yeah. of Stephen King, where yeah. his stuff's getting adapted well, real quick. Because on top of that, though, aren't they also um, redoing a Fear Street as well, King? Yes, they are. They are planning on doing a Fear yeah. Street series and a possible movie. It's so, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Arl Stein okay. and Stephen King are going to compete. <laughs> it's an interesting that? play to pull on the Arl Stein thing, you know? It actually fits yep. in with what they've kind of been slowly doing lately. Like, they've kind of started introducing almost horror-like elements with certain things. You saw it in The Descendants, which was like this, the children of the bad guys of, like, the Disney mm-hmm. World universe and stuff. But then they also have a oh, series yeah. called Zombies, which introduces, like, zombies and werewolves and all these other different, like, creatures of the night in this, like, shared Oh, is that the high school that show? All- Yes, yes, you know, Sammy's Okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen that one too. So if they added like a horror, like, you know, a horror light-based show, it wouldn't surprise me. It seems like that's right down the path they're going. Again, it's all about world fucking domination. They want to take over every fucking thing that you're ever going to watch. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the ones to do it. Uh, just a, a, a quick... A uh, piece of info. So, uh, <clears throat> just beyond was uh, with R- written by R.L. Stein from Boom Studios. Uh, it's a four-volume. Oh, boom. boom. Yeah, it's a it's a four-volume middle grade supernatural horror series. Yeah, four-volume middle school uh, graphic novels. Yeah, Boom. Boom. Unfortunately, is like one of those. Uh, crappy comic book companies where they don't know how to do a proper seven panel page. They only know how to do a four panel page and each each book only has like seventeen pages in it, yet they charge you four ninety five for it. Um so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they can suck my dick. Um <laughs> I was never really okay. happy Yeah. Yeah, just never really happy with Boom or any, any shit that they put out. <laughs> speaking of Disney speaking of Middle school age, well, no longer middle school age, but, you know, whatever, man. My point being, like, if you haven't caught Demi Lovato's Fabletics fucking workout uniform outfit, whatever the fuck it is, her leggings commercial, dude, that girl is fucking hot, man. Holy shit, she's thick and fucking she hot. She always Yeah, I know. Lovato's you, look up her fucking Fab... It's, it's called, like, Fabletics or some shit like that. It's some leggings fucking company, man. And, dude, holy shit, man. Yeah, well, let me see what's <laughs> But, you know, going from uh, tweens to 10-year-olds, I want to get into the movie here tonight, which is Bloody Birthday. From 1981, directed by Ed Hunt, uh, this movie involves three kids that were born on the same night in 1970 under an eclipse. And on their 10th birthday, they decided to get real stabby with some residents of this quiet little town. Um, <laughs> I picked it for this episode because it's a belated birthday episode. And I just I always have fun with this movie because I always loved killer kid movies when kids turn murderous. I've always had fun with those because it's, it's taking it away from Jason and Freddy and all the other slashers and taking kids and making them grab knives and guns in this case and turning them deadly. 
so with that being said, Ghoul, what did you think about Bloody Birthday? Uh, you know, this is one of those where, again, like we always talk about, hitting the fucking video store back in the day, seeing those yeah. body art covers, you know, the birthday cake with the fingers coming out as candles. I mean, it is... You know, it's 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 that. That's what I remember for this every time. I'm I'm like ninety nine percent positive I have seen this movie before, but I really didn't remember seeing it. So this very well may have been my first time. Uh, but either way, it was uh, it was. Listen, you know what? It was a very very enjoyable early eighties by the books kind of slasher that just had kids in it. And of all people that watched it with me, you know, Zach watched it along with me and he doesn't like horror movies at all. And he loved every thinking minute of it. Awesome. That's awesome. You know, I have to say, I, I really, I, I, as I wrote down some of my thoughts here, I really believe that, uh, the ghoul must have been in my head during this one because, uh, I was watching this, and saying to myself, uh, like, I've seen this movie before, uh, except I don't recall ever seeing it before. And there was nothing mm-hmm. that I distinct, there was nothing that happened I- except for the sequence where they set up the, the, skateboard, the skateboard for to make it look like the, the sheriff slipped. Uh, yes. That sequence, like, rang some bells to me. But other than that, like, there were things that I, you know, were just vaguely familiar, mostly the blonde girl's little weird smile and, uh, you know, I did not remember, um, you know, uh, Curtis, uh, you know, from just one of the guys. I don't, uh, uh, I, I didn't remember him being in there, uh, but there were certain things that were just like familiar. There was some familiarity and I couldn't play. Maybe, cool, maybe we watched this one. Maybe we watched this one night, like super baked long ago. Uh, you know, but I, I, together, I, but I have no, I usually, I'm the one that's like, oh, we totally watched this together. And you're like, I have no recollection of this. Uh, I have no <laughs> recollection of, of, of us watching it together, but, uh, there were things here that were certainly familiar, but with that being said, uh, yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. I had some, you know, some minor, like I do with any films from this time frame, some minor things with the pacing and obviously the acting performances, uh, you know, seemed very like after school special kind of. Um, yeah. But there were some good, some yeah. good kill scenes, and uh, you know, a lot of, you know, a fair amount of gratuitous nudity. And um, oh yeah, you know, and you know, uh, I feel like a lot of the score was ripped off, uh, ripped straight Friday from the Friday 13th. the Thirteenth. Uh, oh, and but I did Dini. hear, I did Dini hear sued for this score. Seriously, but I did also hear uh, here and there little bits. I heard little bits of uh, some Halloween ripoff too, but predominantly Friday the Thirteenth ripoff for certain. Uh, Monkey, what did you think about Bloody Birthday? Uh, again, cover art, oh, memorable. You know, we we all back in the day, we all thought, we all knew it. Um, this was my first time watching it. I had a really good time watching this man because, like, like the dean said, you know. After school special, you know, um, it's just wow. You know, every, everything from getting locked into refrigerators, you know, don't talking to strangers, you know, no messing around in class after school. It was just a, a whole shitload of just fun PSAs all thrown together into this discombobulated mess that was just fucking fun. Um, my only qualm I had with this movie is. I really wish we could have seen some damage done 
to some kids. Um, actually, any fucking kid. It wouldn't matter. Any fucking kid. Like, just something done to a kid, like, permanently. Like, you know, other than getting choked with a garden hose. Just something like, you know, an actual bit, bit of damage. You know, an actual death. You know, but I have a feeling that was probably all due to just... um. United States laws and stuff like that about kids and movies and that, you know, which is why we probably just didn't have any of that happening of gore happening to the kids. But at the same time, I still had a fun, fun time watching this movie, King. <laughs> so what you, you know, yeah. and it, it's it's one of those things, too, is like when you watch it, when you see the kids, like you had uh, talked about uh, Curtis, you know, who's in just one of the guys, but he was also Mikey Randall from Parker Blues Can't Lose. Which I completely forgot yeah. about. I was like, "Holy oh, shit, that, that's <laughs> Curtis from Parker Whiskey Campus. And also, he was the kid that owned Cujo and Cujo. So I was like, "This kid's been uh-huh. in some movies, you know." And and Timmy, who would be an ET, yeah, is Greg. <laughs> it's know? weird that in you know in just one of the guys, uh, he went as Billy Jacoby, um, but he doesn't go by that anymore. It's weird. Yeah, I saw that because when I was looking it up, you know, to see what he had been in. He went for Billy Jacoby, but he was also. Uh, and Timmy, like I said, he was in E.T., but he was also in The Amityville Horror, where he also played Greg. So, yeah, two movies where he played the same name. Uh, I don't think it's uh, This whole movie revolves you know, around role, these three kids. Yeah. Billy Jac- I was just going to say real quick, like Billy Jacoby's role as Buddy in, in just one of the guys. I, 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 I don't know about you guys, but I'm a huge fan of that movie, and I feel that uh, his yeah. performance <laughs> in that is one of, like, one of the top comedic performances of the 1980s. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. I mean, I I, I do go back to the movie a lot. Uh, but with Bloody Birthday, you have these three kids being born on June 9, nineteen seventy, all at the same time during an eclipse delivered by the doctor <laughs> played by Jose Ferrer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like an after-school special, giving you the date. <laughs> you know when it's happening. Um, but Jose Ferrer is a doctor that delivers all of them. And Jose Ferrer is a great actor in his own right. I was like, oh my god, he's in this movie. You know, this uh, 1981 low-budget slasher. Uh, but these kids are born, and then 10 years later, these murders start to happen, where they have a couple that are making out in a cemetery in a grave, which I was like, that's so fucking cool. Like, that, this is like the fuck spot. Because even Joyce is like, oh, yeah, we love to go to the cemetery and just fuck around. <laughs> you know, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's where everyone goes to make out. But, yeah. You know, and we have the people making out, you know, and they're perfectly fine making out in the cemetery. They just don't want to be out in the open in the cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? I had that exact same thought, too. She's like, there, there must be people around. We're right out in the open. And yeah, they're in, like, it's the middle of the night and they're in like the depths of the cemetery. Like, what fucking people they're are in the grave? <laughs> you know, yeah. In the grave. And I love the fact that he's playing the game Ambulance, where it's just a very creep game, but at the same time it's funny, where he's like, I'm the Ambulance, and I'm going to go all the way up, and when you say red light, i got to stop. And she's like, okay, oh red light. Oh, my God. Ambulances don't stop you for never, red lights, baby. I was like, you never tried yes. that? <laughs> no, I would have a heart ambulance. attack if that was in a, in a movie these days. <laughs> the fact that he said that, I was like, that is wow. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, that whole game, you know, straight off the bat, I was like, oh my god, this is so eighties. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, <laughs> clearly a product of the eighties. <laughs> but they leave from the one Doug Cemetery grave to the other Doug Cemetery grave to continue their action, where they're assaulted 
by a gym rope or a jump rope and also a shovel, which the guy gets bashed in the face numerous times. When he goes to help Amazing her sound and effect. it just hits him in the face again, I <laughs> yep. fucking die. I was seriously like holding my stomach. Oh, I yeah. fucking help it. It's just, especially the last hit, it doesn't even connect with his face. And that's the death mm-hmm. shot. <laughs> and the girl gets strangled by the jump rope, which the handle gets dropped into the grave as they bury these people alive. It's like, well... There's a murderer in town. Holy shit. This whole town is fucking crazy because we have murders and we have to figure out what's going on. And we get introduced to Sheriff Brody, not the one from Jaws, but the one in the small town. <laughs> I thought it was, you know, I thought it was weird for a minute until the sheriff left the classroom. But I, I, I when he was questioning the kids and uh, he called on her and called her, called the, called the, the daughter by name. I was like, how the fuck does the sheriff know the name of the kids? <laughs> Um, but then obviously she was like, "Oh, okay, Daddy." You know, when 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 he left. But I was thinking that. And they already got like, just back. Uh, another thing I want to point out too: when the older daughter was was dancing around the room naked, and it probably wasn't, but did it not look like a giant poster of her dad was up on the wall? Yes. Did anyone yeah, else notice that? Yeah, I saw that. I was like, "Is that her dad?" Like in an unframed poster on her wall. It looked exactly like her dad, and it was so bizarre. But, yeah, that is Julie Brown, you know, of famed 80s hits, playing the different Earth Girls Are Easy. You know, and, yeah, Earth Girls Are Easy. Who was that? Uh, Julie, Julie Brown, Brown. The, the, the Joyce, the sister, who's dancing in the uh, the mirror so that they could spy on her. Ah, uh, right, that's right. <laughs> I shouldn't say Joyce because that's, yeah. that's the other girl. Uh, we're talking about yeah. uh, Beverly dancing in front of the mirror, oh, not, yeah. not uh, Joyce. Joyce is the other uh, girl. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, but yeah, where her darling sister, you know, charges kids in the neighborhood to, to watch her sister undress. Oh, that's flex. <laughs> oh man, she's like, yeah, twenty-five cents, get a peek. It's an extra ten cents if you want more. <laughs> oh, it's like a it's, it's like a fucking nine hundred number. <laughs> and you have Curtis and you have Steve and the other kid just enjoying the shit out of their show. But Debbie, the the little girl, has so much flex in this fucking movie, especially when she goes up to Miss Davis, the teacher, and she's like, "Yeah, can we just like skip all the tests? It's her birthday. Like it's just it is. So just you know, fuck tests and homework." And she's like, "No, you can't do that." And she's like, "Why can't you? It's her birthday. You're not so special, you three. Oh, fine. You just made the list, Chris Jericho reference." You just made the list. <laughs> she pulls out a clipboard and writes her name down. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's also this, uh, there's a scene with uh, Joyce and with Beverly walking down the street. But I was like, it's clearly a Halloween ripoff. With them walking down the street and talking about boys and where they're going to make out next. And then the sheriff pulls up totally. and she's like, well, hey, Dad. Hey, Beverly, we're going to go hang out. Uh, me and my boyfriend, oh, you can't go out. Oh, two murders happened. He thinks he's Kojak. <laughs> he said, well, he's doing his fucking job. <laughs> you want to get killed? Well, That's how you get killed. Te- technically, I mean, nothing would probably murder. ever happen. Even though you were right, it was two murders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
But yeah, I just I love the scene because we we just talked about it earlier with the skateboard. When Sheriff Cody gets home and he's talking to his wife and he's like, "Oh, hey, the kids are having fun playing outside. Daddy, come outside. I got something to tell you. Uh, I have murder evidence. So I just want to throw at your feet here real quick. If you mind taking a look at it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then like, but but like you said, man, it's like this is where like she just has all kinds of fucking flex because she doesn't even try and play innocent or anything like that. She just straight up puts shit out there. You see her face just fucking shift, you know, and it's like, yeah, I fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, hey, come on. And he's like, what is this? There's no handle on this rope. That's funny. Mm-hmm. There was a handle found at that murder scene. In comes fucking Steve with <laughs> baseball bat. Bam. <laughs> well, the sheriff's dead. <laughs> it's like, what? We're not even ten minutes into this movie, and the sheriff's gone. <laughs> yeah, but then we get introduced to our, our other character, where he's watching them beat the shit out of the sheriff, and he's kind of like, "Uh, what's up, guys?" <laughs> so what's going on? He has to die. <laughs> Yeah, Timmy, the, the yeah. boy next door who sees this happen. Yeah. And then immediately you have uh, Debbie running. He's like, Daddy fell. Daddy fell. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn skateboard. Man, a sheriff <laughs> killed by a skateboard. Crazy, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ain't, you know, you ain't Tony a... Hawk, motherfucker. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> trying, trying to do a kick for the vault of steps. <laughs> Death by Stussy. <laughs> but it's just the, the fact that they take out the sheriff real quick because then you have this deputy that's kind in the movie, not really doing anything except like trying to comfort people, but he's really not looking into anything that's happening. He's just like, yeah, well, we got some leads, but who knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah all, all, all he does is fucking answer the CB and run around. He, he doesn't really yeah, do anything. <laughs> no, he's not really invested in these murders that are happening. Because you could just no. chalk up the sheriff's death to an accident, which it looks that way because of the skateboard. But, yeah, Timmy, he's got to go. So we're going to have some hide-and-seek action in the junkyard. Oh, <laughs> shit. T- time for a G.I. Oh. Joe PSA. When Curtis, <laughs> in his fucking 80s swagger clothes, with that tucked-in shirt and his jacket, and he just pulls out that fucking gun. Yeah, you fucking follow us, you're fucking dead. I was like, Kid's nine years old. He's got some flex. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but on top of that, earlier he took the actual because for some reason he's got a fucking he had a replica, replica, a replica of a forty-five. It's <laughs> there. He yeah. takes that shit, uh, replaces it, and then takes the real one and he carries that shit to the junkyard where he's going to be hanging hey, out with you know Timmy, Timmy and the Fat Albert gang. Back in the day, when we were kids, you could get guns, like, you know, fake guns like that that looked real. Now they have to put, like, colored tips and shit like that. But I remember having weapons that looked like, you know, fake weapons that looked like real fucking weapons, man. Shit, the uh, original Megatron was a silver handgun that looked fairly real. Yeah? Yeah, it was a a Ruger. There was a, a tobacco shop in the Freehold Mall. Uh, on the bottom level by the escalator when the Freehold Mall opened uh, that sold, like, cigarettes and cigars and shit. Uh, Maybe that's what it was called. I don't remember. But um, they sold uh, replica handguns, like Colt 45s and shit like that. And uh, I was with a friend who who bought one. And the thing uh, straight up was the weight 
the construction, uh, the feel, removable clip and slide on top of a Colt 45. And the only thing rendering it a replica was that the, uh, the tip inside the barrel was painted orange. Other than that, uh, it was a, it, you know, it was a, a real, real gun, like unable to load and fire, but a working same weight uh, gun. Well, I mean, they still make them now. I mean, BB guns. Yeah. Yeah, but when we were kids, also in the 80s, you know, uh, Dean and I, and maybe the Google members too, it's like there's a specific line of water guns that were so realistic that people were using them. Yeah, it sounds so real. I fucking remember that shit. (laughs) They made machine gun fucking sounds and shit, dude. I used to have the fucking little, uh, dude, they had a little pump that you could use for fucking water balloons, dude, as fucking grenades, man. Yeah, I had the I had the I remember that the grenade one. And the balloons, the balloons look like grenades. Mhm. <laughs> I remember the balloon grenades, yeah. <laughs> Cuz I had a but few yeah, of those this, when I was a kid. But this specific line, people were using it to hold up stores and stuff like that, and this specific line was why they had to start painting the tips different colors. <laughs> and here I thought that was but, just for <laughs> rainbow parties. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's something else. <laughs> But I just I love the fact that the gun looks so huge in Curtis's hand. Like this thing looks like a fucking cannon. (laughs) His little fucking hand. Whenever he pulls it out to show to people. But then they have the punky Brewster moment where he goes into the junkyard to hide in the refrigerator. What are you scared? No, I don't want to go in there. No, come on, bop bop, chicken. What do you want? Get it. (laughs) I'm not chicken. Nobody calls me chicken. <laughs> and, yeah. Of course, you, well, dude, at a later Timmy point, climbs man, in. Yeah. When Timmy, mm-hmm. sorry, not to cut ahead for a quick second, but when Timmy is beating him up later, okay, if you listen, he's going chicken, chicken, pow, chicken, chicken, cacao. Yeah, he like, is. He's saying like weird yep. shit when he's hitting the kid. Because he sometimes when you yeah, go, sometimes the when the line snaps, man, you know. I mean, remember when Ralphie beat up Scott Farkas, like. He was saying all kinds of crazy shit, Scott man. Marcus. When you go into the red, Scott, uh, Scott Farkas, <laughs> Scott Farkas. It's Scott. Marcus. It's Marcus. not Scott. Uh, when when Ralphie goes in the red, like sometimes you just say some shit when you go in the red, man. Well, I think he just remembered what Curtis was saying to him, and he's just giving it right back. <laughs> it was a chicken now, bitch. <laughs> Take this. <laughs> yeah, because it, um, because like you said, he goes and gets his ass locked into the goddamn meat cooler, like you're not supposed to, because they tell you so in the PSAs. Because back in the day, the head shit couldn't be open from the inside. But yeah, he's gonna fucking MacGyver that shit with his little chicken pen and a piece of metal that he finds inside the cooler. <laughs> In his dying moments, like he is like he, in his last gasp of breath, he's like, "Wait a second, I could just make out my way out of here." <laughs> well, and listen, I'm gonna man, get out to the hero the music. Best, that fucking hero music the was the best out. of the Indiana Jones films. Indiana Jones hides in a refrigerator. And Crystal Skull, <laughs> and he survived a nuclear blast uh. in the refrigerator. <laughs> But then, after Timmy escapes from the refrigerator and returns home, he tries to tell his sister, fucking lock me in a fucking fridge, man. Like, this is crazy. And she's like, you lie all the time, dude. Like, you said you were out feeding the dogs and you were just fucking hanging out, peeping on somebody. Yeah, you lie all the time. <laughs> but it happened. Like, that's why there's scratches on me. I'm just like, yeah, okay. 
I love that when he explains to his sister that, you know, sometimes we go over to, to the Brody's house and, she, and we pay her a quarter so that we can look at her sister undressing. She's simply like, he... You kids. Uh, <laughs> you kids. Oh, shucks. Like, come on, man. That's... Uh-huh. I get it. It's the 80s. We had things like Revenge of the Nerds and all that stuff. With all kinds and it's of even before that, man. This is 1941, and it was even like that. It was even filmed earlier than that and sat on the shelf for a little while. Like, time, like times were different, like, for that kind of shit, man. Like, like for real. It was a, a completely different fucking life. Yeah, yeah it was kind of just porn boys. boys put porn on while I was hanging out there. So, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> and it's they have uh, the kids have a burn book, if you will, of people that they've collected after their deaths, <laughs> like Sheriff Brody, and they decide to put in Miss Davis's photo into their scrapbook of death because she has to be the next one to go. And of course, it's Curtis that does it in the most fucking just badass way possible, like with that fucking grin on his face when he walks into the kitchen of the school where she's watching the the paint supplies. She's like, what are you doing? Come over and help me. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll come over and help you. Dude had the foresight to fucking wrap his jacket around the muzzle of the gun <laughs> before he shot her. So it would muzzle the shot. Mm. <laughs> Doesn't work. He's nine it, years it old. Doesn't qu- it doesn't mm. quite work that way. But, yes, okay, we're good. Yeah. But the fact that he yeah, did that, like, he didn't yeah, just fire yeah, it. He, did, he covered it. Yeah, but at the well, same I mean, time, though, man, it's like you're telling me no one fucking heard that shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah, at a school where she's watching yeah. wise. <laughs> well, you see, the Nobody heard the gunshot. We're, we're under the guise that, you know, that this is a 10-year-old child. I mean, can't you tell by the way he's dressing that we're just looking at a little person here? I mean, this is basically what <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He dresses like a boss. I mean, he, had, he had fashion, this kid, rocking the three-piece <laughs> suit at the funerals. <laughs> he knew something about that. the shoes. Always packing the shoes. You brought up a Christmas story before, and like the kid reminds me of Ralphie when they're at the at the the mall to go see Santa, and the other kids like talking to Ralphie, and Ralphie's trying to act all grown up and he's like you know, trying to ignore him and brush him off and everything because he's just so excited to fucking tell him what he wants. I love you know, Santa. Like, I like Santa. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, kid. I just want my red runner baby gun. The fuck out of my face. <laughs> he's, like a, he's like adjusting his lapel, you know? He's like, mm-hmm. Sure thing, kid. But not only is he like the, the one that's like pretty much the most badass, and he's he's the one who has the like the biggest bloodlust of wanting to actually commit murders. He's yeah. also our fucking te- he's also our fucking tech nerd. You know, if you need shit rewired, get gimmicked, to gizmoed, gizmos it. He's gonna be the guy. <laughs> he, he's gonna be the guy that's gonna take care of it for you. While while you have the other blonde haired kids just running around, he's just your fucking thug. You know, he's who should be the heavy? He anything. should be the heavy, no. <laughs> and he does nothing. He, he even does have, nothing. He should have been the one killing people. If you were gonna make the one yeah. kid yep. the nerd and the gizmo yep. kid, the blonde kid should have been the one that was like the murderous one because he really was useless. There was no purpose for him at all. We wondered sometimes watching this, like, did he do anything? Has he done anything? And finally, no, you he see him caught in the closet for that little bit. Well, he was trying to to kill the one girl, but he gets caught in the closet. The sister. Yeah, and he he just he should have been the heavy because he was the quietest. He didn't really talk. You, know, you would think he's going to be yeah. the silent killer, but it's really Curtis, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's Debbie 
she's the cute one. She's the one that's going to weed you to your death. And it's Curtis that's the one going to be a pull the trigger. Steven just had no place. Like, he just he was there just kind of hang out. <laughs> you know, I'm killer too. Curtis, I, just, I like what you do. Don't make me a widow on my wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> because when uh, when you have the sister Joyce returning home and seeing the note on the door uh, from apparently Timmy saying he went to the junkyard, and she goes there to look for him, you have the one kid driving this black car chasing her <laughs> through the junkyard <laughs> with the hood on. And the other kid playing the brakes and the, the, the gas pedal. I was like, well done. I was like, but again, that, that should have been Steven driving the car. <laughs> Give him something to do. Yeah, well, see, uh, yeah, I thought that was Steven driving the car. And it was, um, excuse me, Curtis that was working the pedals and the gas. Oh, see, I thought it was the other way around. No, uh, see, I thought it was. Yeah, I, you might be right. I just I, for some reason I thought it was it was uh, Curtis driving, and Stephen working the pedals. Yeah, I didn't see any glasses going through their wannabe KKK hood while they're driving around the junkyard. Did anybody no, the else sundown hood when they were driving around the junkyard on the very obvious dirt and gravel? Although the tires kept squealing and squealing like they were on pavement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That happens all the time. Yeah, of course. You just have, you just haven't been around enough junkyards, Dean. You don't know, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a weird moment to have a chase scene with a car in this movie, where it's like you know, then the car goes over the little hill and then it crashes, and like fuck, she got away. <laughs> we'll get her. It's fine. We'll get her. We have to wait her. Wait her. Yeah. I love when she. Meanwhile, sheriff, the the sheriff shows up. And she, uh, you know, she can't get out of the wiring, and they hop completely out of the car, <laughs> right in plain sight, right in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Even Zach at that point was like, she would have seen him, and I'm like, yeah, but she's yeah. looking. He goes, yeah, but your natural fucking habit is to look up because you know you're gonna try to see where the car is coming from. Still, you know, she's busy struggling, literally pulling her foot out of a freaking wire that's got like a two foot gap in it. Okay, well, these two kids are running out of the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, he tells the end-up sheriff about the deputy, I should say, about what happened. But then you have this information dump where it's like, I like astrology, and that's my thing. It's like, Timmy, I'm going to give you a little lesson about we these three kids earlier, that were born. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's the information dump sequence where she's like, well, for some reason – Earth and the sun were blocking Saturn, and that's why they don't have emotion. So that's why they're acting so weird. Well, yeah, no, she starts with the whole, they must be missing something. And, you know, like, (laughs) at that point, it's for us as the audience only, because it's like, yeah, we know what they're missing. They're missing their fucking ability to actually not murder people. They're missing their humanity. That's what they're missing. They're missing empathy. <laughs> feelings. But the uh, the feelings. Yeah. <laughs> they needed the the one, the one scene in this movie that we move on to is the birthday sequence, which I mean, it's it's everybody gathered for Yay, these three kids' birthday. birthday. Everybody's having fun. It's a muggy mouth. Muggy mouth. How many fucking cakes yeah, do they yeah. need to have? Like, I've been to many birthday parties as a kid. They had like 80 <laughs> fucking cakes. <laughs> These kids were three of them. There were three No, there were three plus a two in the kitchen. 
there was three that they sent out for the three kids, and then there was two additional ones in the kitchen that they had that's to go five. in the yep. kitchen for okay. to get because so they ate through the three kids. Let's not over-fucking-exaggerate. That's a lot of cakes for birthday parties. Okay, you could have been like, there were like 10 cakes. At least that's only double. But, I mean, come on. You're going from five to 80, man. <laughs> It's just Seriously. a lot of fucking cakes. Like, that was like, why is there so many cakes at this party? Every kid a lot of people. They all have their own social circles. They have their own family members. I mean, that's like when you try to get my family together for shit, man. You know? Fucking A, man. One cake handles like four of us. But even in the movie, they're like, these kids are going through this cake. Like, I, I don't know. They're just devouring the cake. Got to get another one. But at the same time, you have Debbie, Steven, and Curtis plotting to... Blame Joyce and just make her seem like she's crazy because she knows that they're killers, but they have to figure out a way to get around this. Like, you know, how do we just make her look like she's crazy? Oh, well, I'll just put icing on all these cakes, and then I'll just hide a rat poison bottle by my back, and it'll look like I poisoned everybody. Nice, Curtis. Ant. They didn't go rat. They went ant. <laughs> it was ant poison, yeah. I said, yeah. Not <laughs> Uncle Good. It was ant poison. It was only going to affect the women. Because, <laughs> because not only am I younger than you and smarter than you and I can gizmo shit, I'm now going to outwit you in a Sherlock Holmes kind of way with ant poison. Are you ready, Joyce? Let the game commence. <laughs> We're gonna make her yeah. make everybody think she's crazy. Dude, the scene where he's like licking the icing himself. It's just done so gratuitously, like nasty dirty. Like he was just like ah. <laughs> I'm like, somebody somewhere is jacking off to this, and that's gross. Because <laughs> yeah. you think that Curtis's bloodlust would have been satiated the night before when he found that van with a dude just sucking on them titties, like, for fucking oh, half that, hour? That's right. Where they had the 20-second sex, where the dude just pumped once, and he's like, oh. she's like, that was great, baby. What's that knocking outside the yeah. van? <laughs> Yeah, because we had all this buildup of them being sensual, you know, all sensual for a moment, and he's, you know, kissing her earlobes and kissing her neck and stuff like that. And next next moment you see, he's just laying on top of her all. It's like, dude, we didn't even get like some titties titties rocking or nothing. It's like, we didn't get to see see a van rocking. It's like, man, you must have been like, you know, like been, you know, a week since you got it because you were literally like, you know, okay, I'm in. Okay, I'm good. Was it good for you? (laughs) (laughs) It was Halloween-style sex, like the opening of Halloween, and the guy's running downstairs putting his shirt on going, it's going tomorrow. What? what? You just went upstairs. There's no way you just did that. (laughs) But with the party with the rat poison, you know, when Joyce discovers it, she runs outside smacking these plates at everybody's hands. Don't eat the cake. <laughs> it's got ant poison in it. And the one kid automatically grabs his stomach. Oh. <laughs> he just, yeah, he hears ant poison. Over. Yeah, it's, it's funny. There's two scenes where this, something like this happens. It's almost like I wondered if, like, they didn't tell the kid that they were, there wasn't really poison in the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he doubled over as soon as she came running out. They were just like, you know what? Fuck it. Keep it. It's fucking funny. Um, <laughs> poison in the damn thing. 
But then there was also a scene with uh, with uh, the the little girl, the little blonde girl, uh, during I think her sister's funeral. You see her clearly look at the camera. She's looking over oh, yeah. at the camera because they were cutting so many times because like you could see her face. She's fake crying once. Then they cut, and then there's no tears whatsoever. Then they cut, and she's mm-hmm. crying again. Then she's, like, all red in the face from, like, heavily weeping. And then they cut one more time, and it's all within, like, a couple yep. of seconds, these cuts. And her face is completely clear and dry. So it was just, like, editing, <laughs> like, horrible. But, yeah, there's one scene she just looks yeah. directly at the camera. I'm like, holy shit, she looked right at us. Wearing the exact <laughs> same funeral clothes for the dad, too. Everybody's in the exact same clothes. Yep. Again, another funeral, another day. Um, but yeah, that whole scene uh, with Beverly. I got one suit, you know, man. I wear it to everything: fucking funerals, parties, <laughs> yeah. weddings, you name it. That's <laughs> what I fucking wear, man. Three piece. <laughs> but yeah, with with Beverly, she discovers the book, the murder book that you know that uh, Debbie has accumulated with all these people, and she's like, "What the fuck is this?" Well, I don't know. Just better not go tell mom. So, yeah, I'm gonna tell her right now. Look at this book. That's my that personal Debbie property. Has. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Curtis left that here. It's not mine. She's like, you know, Beverly, just shut the fuck up. Like, just go away. Bitch, you just, <laughs> said, you know, that, bitch, you just said it's your personal property. <laughs> <laughs> That's my angel face. You don't dare tell her that she's a murderer. All right? She's not. <laughs> like, you know, she's my angel face, and I love her. <laughs> well, it does show the whole, the whole dichotomy that you have between a male sociopath and a female sociopath, of the female's ability to blend in better, to better hide throughout society, you know? Debbie did it well. You know, she was able to act like a victim the entire that time, and everybody it. believed her. And she has to change because <laughs> she's going to go out and meet Willard. And for some reason, it's red again because that's the only thing that she likes to wear. So it's all about red. Cause, cause, you know, she has another red top. She's a lot of red. <laughs> a it, lot of red. She's saucy. She's saucy. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. She's but a thinner. That's, that's why she wears the red. Even <laughs> she's getting dressed. She even takes off one red sweater and switches it for a different red one. sweater. <laughs> like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> you have Debbie calling Curtis and saying, "Bring Stephen around. We got to do something." And they're like, "Okay, we'll be over in a second And then she starts banging on the wall of the closet with the arrow. What? What's that noise? Is that coming from the people that Joyce showed me earlier? What is that? And then right there, arrow to the eye. Great effect. <laughs> Debbie just falling to the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, she's gone, and here comes Curtis wearing mm-hmm. his cleanup clothes because he's got those nice fresh overalls on. His yeah. murder cleanup yeah. clothes. Nice, nice white overalls to clean up a murder. Perfect. <laughs> Talk, I have Steven to, just wanders in. He's like, are we doing this again? Sorry. I got to say, that link you sent is fantastic, dude. That Rambo fucking bazooka is fucking great. I got to try to find me one of those. <laughs> but again, Steven shows up and he's wearing his fucking vest and his khakis and he's just like, hey guys, oh, we killed somebody again? That's cool. I'm so glad that you guys are my friends, and you're never going to kill me. So let's just clean up his body. <laughs> hey, look at me. Yeah. I got my white overalls on, looking like a droog. Because <laughs> that's all I'm good for. <laughs> oh. oh, and the phone rings, and, of course, the mother's trying to take a shower, and she's like, oh, who is that? Oh, it's the wrong number, Mom. And, and uh, you know, Beverly's not here anymore. She left. Oh, that's cool. 
as they're dragging her corpse out of the fucking house. <laughs> this poor fucking mother is completely broken yeah. at this point at the next funeral where she's collapsing to the ground and she's going to check herself into a mental hospital for a few days. <laughs> I just, I need to go away. <clears throat> so yeah. Debbie, you're on your own. Good luck. I'm going to check myself into a mental <laughs> hospital. So I'll see you in a couple of days. Yeah, no sitter, no nothing, hey, no aunt. You know, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, just be safe, You're and safe. I'll talk to you in a couple of days. You're it's a 10 small now. Town America, You're old enough man. to take care of yourself in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't live in the big city. There's, it's not like there's murders or something going on around the town. <laughs> none. None. None that you can be attached to in any way, shape, or form. No. So you'd be fine. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's nothing like you know, you're home. worried about either. You know, it's not like your dad died or your sister died. Nothing like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the, the monkey had said. You know, there's not a lot of kid-on-kid uh, kid violence in this movie, except for the one kid that gets chased by the trio into, the you know, the back of the house where he gets strangled by the sprinkler hose. And that leads, uh, you know, uh, Joyce to find them. She's like, oh, we're just playing. Not doing anything. <laughs> you just try to get a fucking hose. And I see the little girl step up and, like, you know, turn around and be like, stop it, stop it, you know, thinking smart, you know. <laughs> yeah. We see already. Yeah, no, no, she was intelligent. They really should have worked alone. in. Leave like, him alone. Like you said, Monkey, they should have worked <laughs> in some kid-on-kid violence. They should have eliminated the little blonde kid. Her and Curtis should have worked to eliminate the blonde yeah. kid. They don't have feelings. They don't have emotions. So realistically, they don't care for one another anyway. And then in the that would then make the end make even more sense when Curtis ends up taking the fall for the whole thing. Right. Well, well we didn't get any of that. <clears throat> so Stephen's going to be, uh, you know, implicated. And these things that happen. That's what I'm saying. You know, I'm That's sure. what I'm saying. Though. What I'm saying is they should have killed Stephen. <clears throat> It would have made sense because he is the weakest link. But again, he wouldn't have said anything anyway. You know, he wasn't he like, the I don't link. like what you're doing, guys. If he had <laughs> had that moment where he's like, I don't like what we're doing anymore, the weakest link. that would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. If he had broken that chain mm-hmm. where he's like, I, I don't believe in this anymore, mm-hmm. guys. Like, you need to stop. You're getting too crazy. Mm-hmm. Listen to and the then they killed <laughs> yeah, but even during this scene where he's getting choked, you know, we got the kids that for some reason those big ass rocks at the bulletproof house, you know, <laughs> and, and you know, and he's getting choked by the guard hose. It's like, you know, even something like just a little bit of blood he got off mouth, so we know, so we could have known it. it. <laughs> he, he wasn't David Carradine, all right. So he was making comedies. <laughs> but I'm saying we could, we could have had something here, just a little bit of anything, you know. If oh, and, yeah, Karen, uh, again, he was Michael fucking whatever his name was, the other one that did it. That's Min XS. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. But then you have Debbie walking up to Joyce and saying, "Hey, my mom's coming home soon, but we need a babysitter, so." Could you come over and babysit me? Like, you know, bring, sure. bring your brother Timmy. It'd be fun. She's like, sure, kid. You're awesome. You know, you didn't do anything. I, I like you, Debbie. So, of course, yeah. I'll come over well, and babysit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I, I didn't, like, just think you were a murderer, like, two two days ago or, you know, she or anything she like that. that you know. Yeah. She never thought that. Uh, okay. It was mm-hmm. all on Curtis. But, Curtis is the one that she's afraid uh, of. 
So that's why, you know, she agrees to go over and babysit. But it's her, you know, putting on those gigantic 80s-style headphones, which I love, those gigantic cans, <laughs> you know, so she could study while Timmy sleeps. But then you have Curtis yeah, walking right. into the room with his fucking hand cannon, and he does that fucking grin every time when he has that gun. And he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> but sup, okay, y'all? But then, but then we actually get to see Curtis holding it and firing it, okay? Because this is something we didn't bring up, okay? Is you know Hems in there shooting that fucking six shooter, okay? And there's no fucking recoil on this motherfucker, okay? I've shot plenty of 357s in my fucking day, okay? There's plenty of fucking <laughs> recoil on those. He and he's sitting there doing one-handed. I was his size <laughs> when I when I I was his size when I first shot a 357. There's plenty of fucking recoil, and even with two arms, I damn near fucking hit myself in the fucking head. All right, and he's sitting there just you know, you know Charles Bronson and that shit. You're you know, not a just all, you know. <laughs> that's why. I, I mean, again, as somebody that's fired one as an adult, you know, I don't, you know, I don't think there was all that much recoil on it. But when you consider it, it's a ten-year-old child. Yes, you would expect there to be more recoil. And he turned this house into Swiss cheese. He even fucking fired through a Van Halen poster. I like, that's a federal yeah. offense, bro. <laughs> you don't fucking kill Van Halen. <laughs> man, he fired he through all the fucking posters, up. man. <laughs> not just Van yeah. Halen. <laughs> The, the, don't forget the fucking Blondie poster, asshole. <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know, I just saw the Van Halen poster and I started crying. I was like, not the Van Halen poster. That's a collectible. <laughs> I do cocaine. <laughs> just no amount of reload, reload, reload. He's firing through this entire house while you have Debbie trying to shoot them with bows and arrows. I love how Steven is the first one to go down. Of course he is, because he sucks. He just gets immediately put in the trunk. He's down, so now we just, we're just we done to do. Come on, Curtis, what do you got? Buck, buck, buck. Beat the shit out of this kid because he's out of bullets. <laughs> I just love it. When Timmy charges at him and just starts slapping him, I wanted him to start crying. <laughs> I was like, he needs to do the Ralphie cry <laughs> we had talked about earlier. Cry. Why do you make me do this, Curtis? You son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I can't tell you, know, you now. So, but during, so we're now like at the climax of the fucking movie. Somebody could have taken something, you know. Any of them could have had something where we could have at least had a fucking flash wound. Anything. You know, we're talking about, you know, arrows flying through the house. You know, jump rope oh, getting yeah. thrown yeah. And, and people getting choked. You know, <laughs> 357 is being fired off the entire place. You know, Timmy could have at least gotten wings, you know? What the fuck? No, yeah. (laughs) Horrible shot. He could shoot his his teacher, but he can't shoot the kids. Just he's not that good of a shot. (laughs) Through walls. (laughs) But you have Joyce breaking the the, uh, the security system. (laughs) But you have Joyce breaking the security system so that everybody can get out, so they can call the police, and then Debbie doing the quick dip. Oh, see you guys later. This <laughs> is crazy. I'm not getting caught. Fucking yeeted out the window, man. That's what she did. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Like a, like a ninja. Dipped out. <laughs> and then running to her mother who's arriving home. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe what just happened. Stephen and Curtis went crazy, and I didn't do anything, so we better leave. She's like, you know what? Okay. All right. Yeah, we're just going to back up the car, and we're just going to drive away. <laughs> I think mommy. I think mommy knew plenty what was really going on, and you know, you think the, the so? reality yeah. is, yeah. absolutely, because you don't get the line of her saying, "Or oh, you're going to be a good girl now," you know, from now on. 
in the truck stop at the, at the very end. Absolutely. So she knew yeah, that it was just kid, so you know, weird. she says that they're going to blame her, but she knew something was up. You know, as a parent, you know when your kid is fucked up, you know, or yeah, yeah, at least have inklings for it. I know some parents might seem oblivious, but, you know, even if they're completely oblivious, you know, there, there's always that, that bit of a worry. <laughs> yeah, and it's just but, you have – yeah, go ahead, Monkey. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say uh, I agree with the ghoul of, like, like you said – um. You know, when things are a bit off, you may not acknowledge it, but you definitely know it. You know, which is why the mom just fucking took off because she fucking knew what was really going on. Yeah, and you'll do anything for your kid, type of thing. You know, and she loves her angel, uh, kid, so she'll yeah. do anything for her. So yeah, I mean, you could do that too. But it's it's the fact that when Curtis and Stephen get let out of the house and and Curtis gets put into the cop car, he's still smiling. He <laughs> got a choice. Like yeah, I'm gonna get out of this. Like I'm a ten year old. Like, I'll see you in a couple of years. I'm a, Can't pin everything I'm a on me. Juvie. <laughs> juvie. Yeah, <laughs> you think a juvie could hold me? I'll see you soon. <laughs> I'm gonna bug that on my shit. way out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, even know what Gizmo means, ghoul. Gizmos. Um. But then, yeah, like we had said, you have Debbie escaping with her mom, and then we get to this gas station in the middle of nowhere. Debbie's tooling around with the you know, gizmo, you know, at the you know a car jack at the gas station. Beth, where are you, Beth? I'm like, the fuck is Beth? Oh, she changed her name to Beth. Uh, That's right. <laughs> We're on the run, <laughs> so can't have you. We didn't dye her hair or anything. <laughs> we didn't cut her, dye her hair in any way, shape, or form. No, you're gonna stay the same. But we're going to change your name. That'll throw everybody off. Listen, man, the fucking internet <laughs> didn't exist, okay? It's not like it would have been all that easy to find them, you know? You, you disappear into the into middle America somewhere, and, Got a point. and it's, easy enough, it's easy enough to vanish, you know, just because she's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed little girl. <laughs> there are, are a ton of them. Look at JonBenet Ramsey, man. Yeah, but even back in the 80s, they had that whole thing about kidnappers taking kids from malls. Taking them into the bathroom, cutting their hair, dyeing it, putting on different clothes, just so they could escape with the kid. I mean, that was always a danger. I mean, I remember seeing that in the news all the time about you know kidnappers, you know, in the eighties, what to watch yeah. out for. Well, yeah, you'd also want to think you're going to do like, that with a kid that you're thinking is going to try to get away from you, as opposed to this is the kid with her mother. She's comfortable. She knows she's safe. So, I, I think <laughs> you know, not hiding it is probably the smarter way to go. Changing the name, obviously, it is. is the necessary thing. But, of course, despite telling her mom she's going to be a very good little girl, she obviously killed somebody. <laughs> that poor mechanic, he just got Michael Myers, you know, at the back of this gas station. He's dead. <laughs> you know, we did to the finale of the film. And we have the one black dude in the movie, and he's dead. We, yep. we, have, one black, we have one black person in the movie, and he's dead. He doesn't even get a line or nothing, just <laughs> under, underneath the fucking truck. <laughs> just another victim. <laughs> you know, I'd like to think that she got sold to the Blues Brothers, but she didn't. How much for the little girls? How much for your wife no, but, and your dog? But, but see, that's how we, that, that, that is the continuation of the story, is we find out after they change their names, <laughs> yeah. after they live the, their lives. Okay, We, we the find out that she married well. 
She ma- uh-huh. she remarried. She remarried well, okay. And apparently, he had two older daughters, okay. That were blonde, and she brought her. Ended up in Chicago. Blonde, and yeah, ended up in Chicago again. And uh, and this is where the story continues is through the Blues Brothers movie. <laughs> I love that so, you put that clip if, up on the talking terror page. <laughs> it's like it's so, like even though Bloody Birthday came out in eighty one, Blues Brothers in eighties, it's like a great continuation. <laughs> yeah, but because if the Blues Brothers hadn't left the restaurant, we know she would have fucked their asses up. We know that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why she was a movie smiling that the at the has to see. The, Blues Brothers. Oh. <laughs> I'm a fan. And I don't like musicals, but I do like Blues Brothers. One of those movies you just have I to am, watch. I, I am too, just because it's a a great movie where um, not only is it you know classic eighties comedy, but it's also one of those eighties comedies because it's just so full of so many musical cameos. Oh yeah, <laughs> ton of them. Ton of blues. Musical sounds sounds good fun. to me. It's it's my kind of thing. I just again never got around to seeing it, man. I will, though. It's one of those things, Hitimus. It definitely is. Yeah. You know, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Yeah, directed, directed by John Landis, you know, again, based on the original SNL skits of their, you know, the late 70s, that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's just good, good, silly fun, you know, and that's all it is. But when you get to it, you get to it, and you, you'll let us know. <laughs> just don't watch the sequel, Blues Brothers 2000. No, no, no. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and it's I'm just... gonna go ahead and and disagree with that because while really uh, obviously yeah. the orig- the original film is far superior. Don't get me wrong, Blues Brothers 2000 is pretty close to terrible, uh, but there yeah. is a tremendous uh, musical sequence in the back half of that film that uh, oh, you know I while I wouldn't yeah. slog while I wouldn't slog through the whole film to get to it. Uh, the musical sequence with, you know, pretty much just about every musical legend at the time on the planet uh, backing up B.B. King while he performs How Blue Can You Get is pretty fucking spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, to that I will give you to it because there's a couple of good musical moments in Blues Brothers 2000, but overall that movie just – once you lose John Belushi, you lose the backbone yep. of that movie. I mean, John Goodman's great, Agreed. but he's not John Belushi. <laughs> you know, it's – you just, it's just, it's not supposed to be, but, um, all right. So that was bloody birthday from 1981. Uh, monkey, it is your pick next week. What do you have for us? It is. And we're going to go to the far, far future of from 1981 to 1986, where we will be covering Toby Hooper's invaders from Mars. Ooh, good pick. That was a childhood <laughs> favorite of mine. Invaders from Mars um, it's is a very good pick. <laughs> available on YouTube and Tubi. I will be sending everyone links, okay? So that not only can I do have the Talking Terror, not only can the Talking Terror crew watch, but you at home can watch as well for next week's pick of Invaders from Mars. Yeah, I know. I know this Absolutely. one. Um, I know. Yeah, I know this one. I haven't seen yeah. this one in a in a in a very very long time. Uh, I'll be looking forward to uh, taking a peek at this one again. But I, you know, this yeah. one I, I remember this one fairly well. Uh, you know, I've definitely seen this one several times. I watched it like two months ago, just to, as a refresher. <laughs> I thought it was on Tubi, and I was like, I gotta watch it because I wore out those tapes when I was a kid from the rental stores of Invaders of Mars because it was scary, it was funny. You know, it was just it was Toby Hooper. 
you know, who I just seen from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I wanted to see what he could do with Invaders of Mars. So that is next week. Uh, so again, thank you so much for that pick. And Dean, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the show. Uh, yes, my pleasure. Uh, so much fun as always. Goodbye. <laughs> Monkey, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to talking about your pick next week. All right. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror, and let me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Ghoul, why don't you hit us with a plug as we close out tonight's episode? Oh, hey, everybody. I want to say first and foremost, thank you for all of the activity that has been going on on the Bonfire Bee Designs uh, site over on Etsy. It has been fantastic. Um, keep it up. She's making stuff like crazy, and things are just selling like crazy. So she's she's trying to keep up with everything that you guys are buying. Like hot cakes. Um, like hot cakes. Like cakes that are hot, that have like syrup and like butter plain. on them. Um, no, it's chocolate chip or like <laughs> strawberry or something fruity and tasty. Um, but anyway, though, yeah. So speaking of though, if you want to find these things that I'm talking about, go to Etsy, all one word, Bonfire Bead Designs, and you're going to find all kinds of handcrafted jewelry and other beautiful pieces, uh, bracelets, necklaces, you know, pendants, all kinds of stuff. And uh, and like I said, she she's working her ass off and. Again, she's going to have everybody's orders out by tomorrow, I believe it is, and uh, and everybody who has ordered in the last couple of days will be seeing their stuff soon. So thank you again, and you know, keep it up. Tell your friends, get on over there. That is awesome. Support small business. Support small businesses, people. Got to keep them running. I know I've directed a lot of people to that site over the past couple of weeks. I've seen a lot of posts on my Facebook pages of friends going, anybody got a small business they want me to support? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. It gets me so link. much sense. So much sex. It's, yeah, that's uh, great. We'll be making porn tapes at this rate. That's my goal. Be do all the sex beaded, you can handle. Uh, beaded cock rings with uh, skulls on them. Ooh, mm. there you go. No, that's an idea. That's, that's, a, that's, that's an idea for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just get bashful get all of a sudden? <laughs> Me? Wow. I'm never bad. I don't think I've ever heard of you. Is, is, that, is that what it took? No, no, no. You know what? I've never been a fan. Of, I mean, do we have the time? Yeah, I mean, we do, I guess. Uh, I've never been a fan of the cock ring. You know, it's just never done it oh, for me. I'm not, not saying I, for I, I you. Need... She should create some of those and sell them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for mm. the audience, the customers. Mm-hmm. They you know what? want to print something on their dick. No, no, no. We don't do any body modification piercings or anything like that. That uh, That's all kind of muddled and that kind of shit. Um, but that being said, you know what? If you want us, you know, you want cock rings, let us know. We'll take a look and see what we can find for you. <laughs> there we go. There we go. See, look at that. Coming up with ideas for the show and also for the shop. You know, who knows? Maybe anal beads will be next. But talking terror on all the beads. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> no, no, keep it in sexy, keep, no, keep it in horror. You have to get, you have to get the long string where there's one, there's where there's one letter per bead. All right, so oh, if you want to actually get the talking terror beads, you have to get all of it. And bless you, you can do that. No, nah, you need the bean designs. Sorry, cool guy. No, you need the whole, you need to step up, but. Fucking plug thing, man. You know what I mean? It starts off with a real small ball and goes up to the larger one by the time you're you're down to that little cup at the end. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So hit us with that catchphrase as we close out. Cool. Stay scared, everybody. Stay scared.
All right, so next week we meet, we're talking about Invaders from Mars, the monkey's pick for next week. Hail yourselves, yeah, hail Satan, you. hail Odorous, and of course, this is my belated birthday, so hail to the king, baby. Uh. Ruby. Fuck <laughs>